Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Birchall. I'm Chris Byrne. And we're here to talk about all things camping in Ireland. But first of all, can I say this is meant to be a fun podcast. We are just enthusiasts and what we say, well, take it with a pinch of salt. It's just our personal views. So Chris, where do you want to start today's podcast? I suppose there's been a lot of talk recently uh, in the media about Dungarvan, the signs going up in Dungarvan, the no camping signs. This is a funny thing because as you know, on our other end on YouTube, on Charlie and me, we did the Greenway, which was a three-part vlog about that fabulous amenity, the Greenway from Waterford to Dungarvan. And where it ends in Dungarvan, there is a place which I think they called the Pond. It's a car and all of a sudden, some picture of the camper van and the, the cross to it. But Chris, I'm hearing stories that they're not official bylaw signs because it doesn't say by law of Waterford County Council or Dungarvan Town Council. What have you heard? A lot of people are saying that the, the signs are put up more as a deterrent than an actual uh, enforced uh, bylaw. So really just to, to dissuade campers from parking there, some people were saying that they put them up to, to have more spaces for car visitors to the Greenway. But would you, as a camper driver, park there tonight? Um, I probably, if I was stuck, I would. But if not, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to, to, to cause problems. I, I'd rather, I suppose, work to try and get the, the signs taken down and for campers to feel a bit more welcome in Dungarvan, you know. Now, recently, Dungarvan have put up parking spaces. I think there's three across from where that car park is on the far side of the harbour at a place called the Bandstand. There were five long bus parks for tour buses. Three of them are now branded and repainted, dedicated to motorhomes. But that's only three in Dungarvan. Now, from what I remember, the past couple of years, Dungarvan have been getting a bad rap stating people saying that they're very, very anti-campers. I know the elections are coming up. Absolutely. Bear that in mind. Local candidate Ian Nocter, who was running for the local elections, had this to say about those signs that were erected recently. The issue of camper van parking in the pond and Abbey side has been a contentious one over the last few weeks. And I really think that these signs saying that uh, camper is not welcome or no campers here is not the right message to be sending out to people coming to spend their money uh, here in our beautiful town. There is an alternative, of course, which is across by uh, the, the lookout by the old park in town and uh, directions to there from here had they been put up by the council, would have sent out a, a very different message indeed. Of course, then there's Quans, uh, there's a large area of land down in Quans, which has the beautiful sea views out to Ring, which would make a, an ideal spot for camper vans as well. So I'm proposing that there is a public-private partnership between the council and other interested bodies, maybe Tourism Ireland, maybe somebody, uh, a, a private person who wants to get involved in this, who has the funds to do so, uh, to run uh, a camper van site in that location. Now, as I say, it could be a voting thing. However, at least he has come out and expressed an interest in the situation of motorhomes in Yeah, Dungarvan. I think if anybody has any connections or knows any of the, the local candidates, certainly a word in their ear will go to help, you know. Well, it worked in Cove. I mean, Cove, they had originally put in five spaces for motorhomes and it was free of charge. It was down on the harbour where the cruisers come in. There are now 30 spaces there designated for motorhomes. Now, there is a 10 euro charge. You can pay by your card or you can put the money into the parking meter. Seemingly, and I, I think we have this on Campsite Review on our news page, last year alone, they made 20, over 28,000 euro 
just from those tenors per night. That's a lot of money to bring all into the a small extra spend that those campers oh. made when they go into the village and eat in restaurants or go to some of the bars or some of the events that might be on there. You know, and there's always lots of events in Cove. And why? I mean, Cork, Bantry. There's a lot of places in Cork, city and county, that are starting to accept motorhomes, some free and some for a 10 euro charge. Why can't other county councils see the potential? If they just go and have a look at it, um, I think they'll be, uh, they'll be convinced. Okay, what about festivals? We're all, we all love a bit of a shindig. We all love a bit of a, I mean, come on, we're Irish after all. We like a bit of a shindig. Favourite festivals, you and I have been to Van Tastival. That's this coming June, June is it the June weekend, Bank yeah, Holiday weekend? The 31st of May, uh, into the 1st and 2nd of June. Yeah, it's one we've been to for a, a number of years now and I, I think we'll continue to go and to, uh, continue to go. It's very much a, a, a motorhome, camper, you know, caravan, tent festival. It's, it's very much family festival. I mean, they really look after um, things very for the kids, so, yeah, don't they? Really safe, like, you know, our kids would wander all around their campsite and they're never more than uh, two minutes back to us again and you know where they are at all times and you know everything is it, it, it's now, all we, low cost as well they're, they're not out to rip you off at all yes. you know I think that's a big big feature of it they want people to, to come and continue to coming and all the acts they have at, at the festival are all Irish acts as well which is I think it's it's really, really good that they're promoting the Irish bands. They're celebrating 10 years this year, and I know one of your favourite bands are headlining right, yeah. this year, Local are they not? band as well, from Waterford Think on Company. They're fantastic. Their, their live show is just really, really energetic, great fun. Um, I'm going to have to agree with you. Their show, as showmanship, lighting, sound, they can play their instruments. Any other bands that come to mind that are playing yeah, Fantastical this year? We're playing there. Sharon Shannon is playing Cry Monster, Cry, Wallace Bird. There's a, a whole raft of them. If you check out the webpage there at fantastival.com, um, you'll see all about it and you'll see the list of bands. A lot of bands you'll know, a lot of bands you won't know. But that's, I think that's one of the good things about the festivals as well. You discover music acts yeah. and comedy acts that you might not have seen before, you know. And there's a lot more happening around. They've got a, a walled garden play area for the kids as well and there's activities on all all day for the three days there. And of course they have the camper cook-off then where they think, I think they get about somewhere between five and seven campers. They, they have a cook-off and um, I know Today FM, Phil Cawley from Today FM comes every year and they do a bit of it live on the Saturday afternoon and it is, it's a very, very good family, definitely, definitely, definitely for the families of all shapes and yeah, sizes. Including and we tents. forgot to mention one of the most uh, one of the key features of it is to bring your own beer festival as well. So they're not checking your bags as you're walking in. You know, you're encouraged to, to bring your own beer yes. to the event as well, which is great. As we said, it's 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 aimed for families and keeping the cost down. Now, they do have a craft beer tent there as well. So if you want to just sample a, a local craft beer, um, you have that option as well. Fantastical. So check out the website. All the details are there. But tickets are selling fast, but there are still tickets available. The other one I want to mention is a festival I've never been to, but a friend of mine started it off again. I think it's in its 10th year this year, and it's the Independence Music Festival. And it's on in Mitchellstown in County Cork. Originally, it wasn't geared towards camping, but now they do have facilities for tents, for camper vans, for caravans. Um, I know a lot of the cheaper tickets 
from the website, which is independencefestival.com. I know a lot of their tickets are sold out. So there's really the VIP tickets. Now they're 189 euro for the weekend. And there's very few standard tickets at 149 euro. Some of the bands playing this year, Bastille, Biffy Clyro and Gavin James. And again, like Van Tassel, there's a lot of bands and independent bands that you'd never have heard of. I don't know, Chris, I don't know if you know much about it, but I don't know if it's a family type festival, whereas we do know Van Tassel definitely is. I don't I know if you know anything about the Mitchell Sound Festival. Uh, uh, the younger audience, but um, you know, I'd imagine they did have a wide mix of ages there. You know, from from young to old. Uh, I suspect it might be a uh, over 18s. So I'm not sure. I'd have to check that out. But the webpage will tell you everything. Next thing we'll move on to, which we like to mention, some of our favourite campsites. Where are you going for this this vlog? I suppose the campsite that I'd like to recommend to people out there. It's one that we go to very regularly. It's in Blarney in County Cork, uh, Blarney Caravan and Camping Park. Um, the webpage is blarneycaravanpark.com. We've got family in Cork Arn and we would go down there quite a lot. Um, uh, we would stay in Blarney. It's probably one of the top campsites in the country, yeah. the, the best run. I, I, I think it's won lots of awards. You know, it's a spotless campsite. The facilities there are first class. And I know your pet peeve is paying for showers. Uh, the showers are, are free in, in Blarney as well. Absolutely, totally. No credit needed, no token needed, no money needed. In fact, I was there on Saturday night of this weekend, just gone, Chris, and I spoke to Con Quill, who is the owner. And I started off by asking him, Con, how long has the campsite been established? And this is what he had to say. Um, we established the site in 1994. It was our first first operational season where we developed the site and we just developed um, a small level of pitches originally and have gradually developed the site over a number of years from there. And when you say a small, would you have had 10 pitches? Uh, yeah, it would have been about 10 pitches. And you would have had to have the facilities, the toilets? Oh yes. And yeah. showers? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so you've gradually then expanded to how many hard pitches have you now? Uh, we have 40 hard pitches now. All with electricity? All with electricity. Water between? Um, some of them have water and others have water between it's, them. It's almost nearly every second. There's water. You're not going to be without water. Yes. Yeah. And I noticed that you've updated the electrics this year. Yeah. We've put in more and more electrics because we have a growing market. As particularly in the camping. In, in the, the tents. Tents, yeah. Of course, they want to charge... Yeah, their, their camera charge equipment phones, and charge phones. equipment, everything else like that. Yeah, so that that's a greater demand for that. So to um, service that demand, we have added further electrics to the site. Now, when you say you established, were you here from day one with the family? It's a family-run park. It was. Yeah, it was originally a family farm. Right. We converted the farm over to a, the park, and so okay. it's a family-run park. Yes. And I see Dad is still around. Dad is still operating away here, and he's operating. You have him working away. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What changes have you made in the last, we'll say, five years? Like, I'm coming here now about 10 years, and you added on the new toilet and shower block. Yes. What, what changes? And you obviously have to keep adding and changing and adapting. Yes. Uh, well, we're, we're always updating the park. We've added uh, Wi-Fi throughout the whole and park. And it is fantastic. Yeah. I, I don't think I've, I've stood at a pitch where I haven't had Wi-Fi. Yeah, especially since we have the e-fiber in, so that's been fantastic. So right. we're able to boost Wi-Fi all over the park. And it's free. It's free of charge, yeah. yeah. It's, it's open to the, uh, everyone in the park. Um, we've put in a playground, and uh, later this year we're replacing the whole playground, so we're putting another playground in the next month. In the same, in the same position? In the same place, yeah. yeah so there'll be a new yeah. playground added in there in the next month. 
Um, so you're, we're continually updating. Well, I notice you keep the grounds fantastic. Yeah. You must have a team that come in and do that. I mean, the hedging, the edging, the grass, and there's quite a lot of grass. Yeah, I have a good, good, some good people working with me. I have a great lad who's working here full-time, and he's full-time maintaining grass and hedges and everything for me. So, so your season, we're here in April. What, what is your season? Uh, we open on the 1st of April and we close at the end of October after okay. the bank holiday weekend in October. So it's, it's from 1st of April to the end of October. And do you have a low season price and a peak season price or is it just the season is April to October? Uh, we, are, we have a low season price which goes right up until the 1st of July and okay. then we go into high season. Oh, July. Most places July, yes. pick it from June. Yeah, no, we June, leave, July, we, August would be peak season. Yeah, we leave it until the 1st of July. So the 1st okay. of July and August is the peak season. Then. Off the top of your head, well, it shouldn't be off the top of your head, you should yeah. know. Um, a family of four, two adults, two children and a motorhome? Uh, in the low season, it'll be 31. Okay. And in the high season, it'll be 33. Charge for showers? No, showers are free of charge. My pet hate in campsites is 28 euro and then a euro or two euro or a token for showers. I know there's a cost. Yes. But why, in your opinion, do campsite owners not just make it 28 euro? Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you. I've always operated that as in the showers are free because yeah. I can see the customer loves to come in. They don't want to be putting coins into a slot to try and get in out of a shower. There are some piece. sites you go to into the showers and then you realise you have to go and get a token. Yeah. Or you have to walk back and get. So, yeah. fair dues. Start from me for not charging for showers. Um, we're in Blarney. Beautiful Blarney. I lived here myself back in the 90s. What are the facilities? What are the amenities? What have we got around yeah. close by to, to go and visit? Yeah. Well, the, 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 obviously the main attraction here is the Blarney Castle. And the lovely little village around and it. And it is beautiful. Yeah, the little pubs and the Blarney woolen mills. How and far that. are we from Cork City? Uh, from the city, you're just uh, six miles from Blarney, yeah. or from Cork City. Right, and Mallow again is only 20 minutes the yeah, other way, isn't it? Yeah, 20 minutes, yeah. So, and and you, because you're, you're close to the motorways, east, west, yeah. everywhere, so yeah. you have good access in all directions, even down to Kinsale, out to um, Tremor, down yeah. to Killarney, or within Yeah, it's a good hours. spot to be yeah, in. an hour direction, yes. Where are your tourists coming from for 2018, 2019? Where do you find they're mainly coming from? Well, obviously our biggest market is the domestic Irish market. Okay. And hopefully if the weather follows suit. Like last, last year? year? Yeah, we should see that very strong. Um, UK is a big market here. Is that going to change? Brexit probably throws a little damper down itself. Does it? Do you think it's going to quieten things down? Um, a little bit. Okay. Many people who, who from the UK who normally travel caravan and camping yes. will still go. But it obviously has, especially things like pet passports yes, and drive, yes. concerns about driving licenses and, and borders, all those yes. borders yes. have put a little damper on people, so it probably will dampen it a little bit. What about French and the, the Germans? French, and we, yeah, th those markets have been growing over the last okay. number of years and be quite positive. We see a lot of them travelling through Good. this side here as well, yes. Second last question. There must be something about campers, be they tenters, motorhomers, caravans, that annoys you. Come on, you're in the game long enough. One item, you're well, perfect. We, we, love, we love all the campers. Yes, and I'm not yet. taking that away, but there must be something that... I suppose from the point of view of running a site, the only thing... Well, firstly, 99% of campers are good campers yes. and respect campsites and respect one another. But you will get a tiny minority who will come in and, and uh, maybe at night time think they can sit up and make a bit of noise right. all night. So your the other big campers. bugbear is noise after... Well, we have to manage with that. Right. that if, if you have a, a, a certain segment that just yes. causes that little bit of noise. But overall, 
it happens very little and it's thankfully it's not a major issue but it can be a bugbear when it does happen okay now con is also part of Camping Ireland. Chris, that's the, you know, the booklet we get, which I used to think was a board fallship printed booklet of all the yeah. campsites in Ireland. Um, it's actually not all the campsites in Ireland. There is an, an affiliation, an association called Camping Ireland and seemingly campsite owners register to be part of this affiliation. And I didn't know what they did. Con is actually chairman of the association. So if we just bear with me for one more minute because I also asked him who are and what do Camping Ireland do? I know you're involved and we won't take much more of your time. You're involved with Camping Ireland. Who are they and what do they do? Camping Ireland is the national association which represents all the Fault Ireland approved campsites okay. around the country. So there are campsites and that are not in the, the book, which I have a copy of it here. It's yes. Ireland 2019, Caravan and Camping and Motorhome Guide. There are campsites that are not in that book. There would be a, 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 some campsites who wouldn't be approved with Fault Ireland, or maybe some of them who are, who are not in it, but the majority okay. will be in their book. Okay. Yeah. And ye regulate campsites, keep an eye on the campsites? Uh, no, Camping Ireland has no regulation aspect. Okay. It's the uh, Tourist Board, Fault Ireland, which okay. do the, the classification and uh, registration of campsites. Okay. And it's only the ones that are with that then are in the book. Okay. Yes. Con, thank you for your time. Uh, we want to wish you the best for the season for 2019, and no doubt we'll be back again. Very good, Aaron. Thank Very you. Talk to you again. Bye bye. Yeah. So there you have it in a nutshell that it's Board Fault, you regulate the sites, Camping Ireland are there and it's blarneycaravanpark.com if you want to take it through and Blarney is a beautiful, I'm still going to call it a village, it's absolutely it's very beautiful. close to Cork City as well, you know, whether you want to drive in, in in the camper or just leave the camper behind and get a taxi in, you know, it's not that expensive at all, you know. The one I'm going to go for is one that opened recently and I was only there a couple of weeks back and again getting a cheap plug in if you go to Charlie and me our camping vlog on YouTube you'll see Kilmore Key Caravan and Camping Park. It's KilmoreKeyCampsite.ie. It's again my pet hate paying for showers. None of that. 25 euro a night. Kilmore Key again is a beautiful village. There is a little bit of controversy going on there at the moment about what we call wild camping, like what's happening in Dungarvan. Uh, a lot of campers used to park around the harbour and then boats couldn't get, well, trucks couldn't get in and out to empty the boats or the fishing. So Kilmore Key campsite is a welcome addition to the village. Right, products. Now, I have a funny thing, like I'm getting a little bit of stick about my kitchen roll holder from last week's podcast. If you haven't heard our podcast, go back to our podcast episode one and I recommended my favorite thing in the camper was a kitchen roll holder and I'm still getting digs about it so this time I'm going all technical on you Chris are you ready for this solar panel do you no, have I one? just have a, a small portable one just for charging up the phone our last camper van um, I got one fitted by a company called AirTech. again we'll put details uh, on the description of the podcast. Uh, I think back then, four years ago, it was probably 400 euro, took about two and a half, three hours to fit, and I have never looked back. The camper that we have at the moment, the supplier, when I was getting it from the, the garage, they went ahead and fitted the solar panel and a second leisure battery. I, I just can't say enough about it. Now, I know you are thinking about getting a similar system fitted. When you're wild camping, for example, a few years ago, we would have been down in Ardmore in Dixfield. 
I would have to start the engine on a Sunday morning to recharge the battery. So you use the leisure battery. Top up the, I could top up both leisure batteries there. Yeah. Tops up both leisure batteries, and then when they're full, it trickle charges your right. engine battery. So there's none of this on a cold winter morning. My camper is going to start. I have to say we've only one. It's a hundred and ten watt panel on the roof, and I have two one hundred and ten amp hour batteries, and I have never had to start an engine. Obviously, when you're plugged in, the solar is 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 just there because when you're plugged in, you're you're using the what they call onshore power. But if you're in a field or you're up at Hookhead or you're wild camping, and there's a little bit of sun. I have yet. It just to means have you can stay out for engine. longer without having to be uh, plugged in. I am recommending solar panels. What are you going for this week for your product or camping tip for recommendations? Uh, this Chris? week is the Vango Kila tall driveway inflatable awning. You can go for the Kila version or the Idris version. They're very very similar, and um, we've got ours. I suppose about maybe four or five years now, and um, you know it's so easy to put up. There's no poles. You just uh, we've got a, a hand pump and basically you pump up the tent it's got two arch poles inflatable arch poles and uh, they're rock solid you pump those up you've got a cross beam then which supports the two uh, the two longer arch beams but um this is just brilliant you have three ways to connect it to your camper you can um throw straps over the roof and peg them into the ground which is what we do um or if you've got um uh, an awning that has the Kadar strip or the Kadar groove on it, you can actually slide the the awning onto the side of your camper. Um, and then you've got a tape, a strip onto the side of your motorhome. But I don't think that is, is secure as the oh. the awning version or the straps over the roof. And you've had yours up, hail, rain, sleet, snow. How are they in yeah, wind? Very, very solid. Um, you know, they bend a little bit, which is great. So, you know, when the wind is, is forcing, they kind of fold in a little bit. I, I suppose the only thing, it's probably a little bit noisy in the wind from okay. it flapping, but, you know, any sort of a tent is going to do to do that anyway. You know, but we've, we've camped now in fairly crazy weather and the tent has uh, withstood all of that and everything inside is, is bone dry. It's handy because when you want to drive away then, you just disconnect it, unclip the straps, um, and you can roll up the, the, the extra tarp that goes up to the roof, and away you go, then you can drive off for the day and come back and you have your table and chairs and everything inside and they're be dry. We've often um, dried towels after the beach and come back on a rainy day, but the towels have been drying away because they've been out of rain. And you were saying recently you you use a hand pump for yours, but you were saying that you've come across an electric pump and it could be a purchase for you somewhere. Life that a little bit easier for us, but it, it actually doesn't take that long. But you know, I'm still going to get to the pump. And just one thing worth mentioning about as well, you know, uh, we have had uh, one of our tubes, um, we did get a puncture in the tubes, but all the spare parts and all the extra bits are really easy to pick up. You know, our tube cost us, I think, maybe 20 euros, 25 euros, and that was delivered. So uh, uh, had that the very next day. So any of the parts that, the, you know, the, the disposable parts, I suppose, are very handy to pick up. And so give us the name of that again, Vango, Vango Kila. Kila. Vango Idris. And we have the tall version. You get a standard version for the um, camper vans, but you get a tall version then for the higher motorhomes. Mm -hmm. So it's the Vango Kila tall driveway right. inflatable awning. I think that just about wraps it up with the exception of getting in our free plugs. We've mentioned already just Charlie and me, our camping vlog. Charlie is my chocolate brown cocker spaniel. Uh, we've uh, did a, a, recorded a Blarney video, which I think goes up on the 19th of April on our YouTube channel, if you want to look at that, as we discussed Blarney 
a wee bit earlier on, and Kilmore Key is already up there. And Chris, you have details of our Twitter and email accounts. Yes, we have a Twitter account set up. It's at the Camping Crew. Yeah, so if you search for that, you'll find this easily enough. And we've also got an email address called campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. So we'd ask you for any ideas, uh, any suggestions of campsites, products, any news items we weren't covering, uh, anything really, even just to say you're, you're listening to the podcast and you're enjoying it. it. Sometimes it can be hard for us to know who's listening to it, um, who's out there. So it'd be great just to pop us an email or a message on Twitter just saying, hello, we're listen to the podcast and that. And finally, um, if you can subscribe to the podcast, that's a big help for us in promoting the podcast and tell all your camping friends about us. And we know from episode one that we are now available on the iTunes and Apple and Google. We, we've actually been put up on quite a lot of platforms. Haven't yeah, we? we're on nine of the um, podcasting platforms. So from Anchor to Apple, Google, Spotify as well, Overcast, Pocketcast, Stitcher. Um, we should be on TuneIn very soon as well which means that you can listen to it on your amazon echo or amazon alexa devices as well myself and chris will be back with episode three very very shortly but again avail of the contact details camping crew podcast at gmail.com if there's anything you'd like us to reach uh, research and discuss uh, it's mainly for motorhomes or camping in ireland but we will look into anything be it festivals products or technical stuff please do get in touch well that's it for another podcast from the camping crew ireland thanks for listening and do join us again very soon safe camping